Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey everybody, it's May 6th, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Joining me once again, Matt Morgan, just on the bar. Thank God you guys showed up. I had the podcast with Raj Geary Monday night. Do you know <laughs> how tough that was? Just me and good time Raj hanging out, talking about Monday Night Raw. Me and Ra- Monday Night Raj. Rowdy Raj. Yes. Um... Uh, I would go off topic. He would be like, dude, what are you doing? We need to talk about wrestling. And I was like, I, clearly you don't listen to this podcast. Don't you remember when we first started? That's how it was. Remember the comment section that only we could see? He'd be yeah. giving you the arrow to keep the show moving. <laughs> <Do you> remember? Because <laughs> we would start talking about something random and going off like 10 minutes of it. You could see Absolutely. it was <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so Monday was Monday, but here we are. The classic crew is back. Now, yes. uh, we're going to have confirmation probably Friday. I think it's going to be next Friday. We're going to do that charity super chat night uh, per Raj. And uh, we'll figure out the charity. In fact, if anyone has suggestions or Matt, if you have something in mind that we want to do something COVID-19 related or something that helps the homeless right now, uh, let's think about that and figure out who we're going to raise money for a week from Friday on this very podcast. Um, But Matt, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're feeling better. I think there was a prayer vigil, like after people listened to me and Raj, they're like, Matt Morgan, you need to get better soon. So it's literally thoughts and prayers. healed you. (laughs) Thank you guys. Take care, everybody. Yes. And uh, Justin, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Happy, healthy. uh, Ready to talk some wrestling. There we go. Stacked night tonight for AEW Dynamite and NXT on USA. Uh, Ahmed with two pounds saying, love you, Justin. There you Thank go. You, and the, the dollar, dollar sign smiley. Uh, Justin's got fans. If we were there in person, you could just put it right, you know, in uh, Justin's uh, thong. $2. Yeah, right in there. Uh, <laughs> so tonight was notable. AEW was at Daly's Place in Florida. This was a live show. It was still light out when they did this tonight. And I don't know what you guys thought, but man, the way they staggered uh, the limited audience that was there, this felt like a pay-per-view compared to what we've been seeing. It, it, it this did, and I love Daly's place. I have always loved it from the first time they shot there. That I was hope I, I know they kind of I always go on my little rant about how, in my opinion, they should have been doing their pre tape shows there as well, just because this freaking physical setup of that place is insane. It's different, it has such a different aesthetic to it, especially when there's a crowd there, obviously. But even without the crowd, even in the daylight coming in, I thought that was cool as hell. I just think. When you watch tonight's show, it made it feel special. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and and it, even it was uh, a few fans. You know, we I saw one even tweeted at us saying that they uh, got tested, they got a COVID test, and they were allowed in. 
um, you know, even just the few fans and of course the you know other talents just making noise. Really, tonight, if you flick back and forth, if you go between AEW NXT, AEW yeah. NXT, both could be having uh, awesome matches, but just there's that extra extra bit of silence you get on NXT. There's, there's just no other, nothing else, no, no noise. And it's, it's, you know, side by side. So it, I, I used to have this argument with Raj, not argument, but he always made such a big deal between AEW and NXT when it was normal before the COVID outbreak and saying he always liked AEW better because he thought the production was better, but he also thought the shot of the crowd was better, right? Yeah. The crowds being into it and whatnot. And I was like, I guess I don't watch it for that. I always watch it for the matches themselves as a former wrestler dissecting each match. But uh, now without the crowds being there and watching the matches without the crowds, there was a huge difference in being able to watch AEW tonight with just a little bit of fan interaction versus not having it. So good for them. Yeah, Yeah, and here's uh, the tweet that we got. Mike seven nine on Twitter said he was took a test outside Daly's place. Not many fans there, very few, but they allowed me in. So uh, and there's a shot of the setup before they went live tonight, uh, which is, I mean, this is notable, right? I mean, even in a limited capacity, it really is, and and I hope other sites pick this up right now because that's major, in my opinion, that's major news, and that's a major breakthrough. No matter what way you want to look at this virus, um, that you actually have a, a company responsible enough to be given out tests when just three weeks ago, it was next to impossible to just yeah. um, flippantly get a test. My next question though, not to be Debbie Downer is how are they getting results back fast enough? So you get tested and you just go off into the sunset and watch the match. When you get results. Well, Matt, maybe Mike, they are watching right. Mike. If you're watching, can you give us the answer in the chat room, please? If you're watching. Yes. Sorry. Matt, maybe uh, they took a page out of my book and just, you know, got a oral thermometer used it rectally on everyone. <laughs> and then we're like, well, this is accurate, right? We know he's okay. Um, yeah. I'm curious what the level of testing was and how they uh, did this tonight, yeah. but this is definitely notable. Still, um, I think also, and this is where it hurts NXT and I bet you NXT did not see this coming tonight uh, that right. it was going to have this big feel because here on NXT, we had a really, really built up women's NXT title yes. match, a really built up men's title match in the main event. And AEW tonight felt like and, and, 10 times a bigger debut. show. Yeah. And the debut. Yeah. And a debut on, on NXT. That's right. Which would have been great with uh, a crowd with, there. Yeah. So, yes. So this doesn't entirely answer it, but on the, on, Matt, to your point about the testing, this, and this is on Wrestling Inc. for people that want to read the full post. Um, the group International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees noted that AEW provided all of the COVID-19 rapid tests for talent, stagehands, venue employees, and other people uh, to take before being allowed in. Tony Khan took to Twitter today and confirmed that he has tested negative, as well have all the wrestler staff that were tested. So, I, you know, they, they barely got results. Yeah, as Tammy's saying, the rapid tests have almost instant results. I'm glad Tony Khan can get them. I guess uh, being a billionaire has its perks. Um I don't know I just anyone. Know, I, just, yeah. I just know that like here a week ago, there was a place I'm not going to say where that was offering something very similar, yeah. rapid results, and it turned out to completely be fake tests. I'm not saying this is it. Whoa, really? I just know there are fake tests out there, mm-hmm. people taking advantage, companies, faux companies taking advantage of. Well, this it, probably obviously isn't one of them, but I'm just saying. Well, and let's face it, Tony Khan, you know, being also an owner of an NFL franchise. For any of the for any of these for any of these pro sports to come back, it's going to take all of them having rapid instant tests on hand in order to allow these players to go out there and play. So that's great news. I hope this is you know all perfectly you know legit 
because then we could get back. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe we can get some more normalcy with even maybe more fans as long as they're doing it safely like that. I mean, seriously, when we look back, we might be looking back on this day and went, holy crap, AEW was the first company to test fans. I haven't heard of this anywhere else. Have you guys with other sports? No. Ryan L, uh, Buck 99, saying probably flew in days ago and took a test. It's funny. I was talking to a comedian the other day whose podcast I'm working with as part of my agency, and he was saying he really wants to do a stand-up special. And he was going to make that like part of the the bit that fans want to go see comedy and events so much right now. He was going to fly fans out and have them quarantine in a hotel for five days, take a test, give them like partitions in the audience. And he didn't care if he had to come out in a hazmat suit. He wanted to be the only comedian doing a stand-up special right now. <laughs> like and he would go to all these lengths to make it happen. Right, um, right. So I think, you know, in the case of AEW with Tony Khan's resources, I'm sure that right. uh, he can make anything happen if he wants to. I thought it was interesting with Jake the Snake yeah. appearing tonight because doesn't it seem like just yesterday, Justin, that Jake com- completed his quarantine at DDP's uh the ddp yoga crib and then here he is right back tonight with aew yeah i mean he was quarantined in that hotel as we talked about uh in atlanta because he couldn't go back to the ddp property uh yeah but here he is i mean he's i mean he i mean the whole reason he he did the quarantine in the first place is because he went to aew weeks ago and wanted to help these guys out he's he keep he always keeps saying he's always quoted i want to help these guys and girls out yeah but then he went and lived in ddp's garage for like 14 days or whatever before ddp would let him into the house no, that was when he was at a hotel. Cause, cause we yeah, had no, he of... left the hotel. Oh, did he go to the garage then? He went to that? the garage. Oh. I know, so I was, that's why I was surprised to see him back tonight. Anyhow, uh, we got a lot to talk about. Leon's uh, Duncan, two bucks. Dexter, Dexter Loomis looks like Brian Fury from Tekken. Uh, deep with the Tekken reference. Just, I have to ask, Matt Morgan, what was your favorite fighting game? Hmm. Mortal Kombat? I'll accept that. Justin? Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Wait, no, no. Double Dragon. <laughs> well, that wasn't head-to-head, but yeah, okay, point taken, point taken. Dude, I, when Double Dragon came out, that was like, I mean, that was game-changing in the well, sense that it was like such a leveled uh, side-scrolling beat-em-up. And and for Nintendo fans out there, it was made by Konami. So yeah. uh, but any games made by Konami back in the day were top, top games. Generally. And that's where the Konami code came from. That's where the up, up, down, down, left, right, down left, left, right, 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 BA, right, start. right. BA start. Yeah. BA, BA select start if you want to hook up your brother playing two-player <laughs> unlimited mode. Justin's like, I have no clue what you're talking about with the codes. We had the, listen, we had the best childhood ever, Justin. Ever. Think about it. We got to see all the great sports athletes of all time, Michael Jordan. We got Nintendo first. We got to see Mike Tyson. We got to see so many cool things in our lifetime as kids. I it was all new. Childhood. Yeah. It was all new. And that's why we appreciated it more. I think kids, these kids today that have been growing up with a cell phone in their hands since well, birth. I had Jordan as a kid. I was younger than you guys, but I had Jordan as a kid. And I, I you know, I mean, my, my, I'm including you. We had a Nintendo. My, I, 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 my, my parents played the Nintendo more than I did. I actually, my first thing I really played was Sega Genesis. That was that was my first one that I really got. That was my next one. Yeah, yeah. I was including you. Yeah, I still got. I think Street Fighter Two has the most legs out of any fighting game. I think I got too old. I think I was too. Uh, I got my phase where I wasn't playing those type of games anymore. I was big on like RBI baseball, like like baseball. Oh yeah, games. yeah, sports games. Yeah. Absolutely. So now to tonight's wrestling shows. Let's talk about Dynamite first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's right there in the title, Matt. It's Wrestling Inc. podcast. I know. I know. It, 
we got we got to do something. I've been thinking about this today. I'm like, should we be doing another podcast? Should we be doing something else? Yes, to we totally, we totally <laughs> should be. The fans prefer like it better, unless <laughs> unless unless something big, big happens. They want us to talk about that. Sure. But in general, they like the going back and forth. I know, I know. Uh, Brandon Hall, two bucks. Don't forget Atari. Who could forget Atari? Whoa, now that was before me. Yeah, and then that that technically was my first one. We the Morgan family bought it at a tag sale from someone down like two houses down the street from us, and we got like oh, really? twenty games with it. Yeah, Pong, Pac Man, but that thing was busted versus Nintendo. Nintendo was so top notch. Yeah, Chris Jones saying his first was an Atari. My first was an Odyssey two. Like we had we didn't have Pac Man. We had a game called Casey Munchkin. Like Odyssey two was like every pixel was like a sixteenth of the screen. Like the pixels were so huge on it, and then we got the Atari, and then Nintendo came out what in '86, and that was the game changer. It really was. Remember how great we thought those graphics were? Oh yeah, seriously, <laughs> seriously, it's kind of nuts. Um, so AEW tonight, we talked about from Daly's place. Uh, we had Cody versus Joey Janela opening up the show. Justin, I'll go to you first. What do you think about this match? Eh. I, I- here's the thing like i don't know i don't this is becoming like a trend like i feel like and like it's it's nice of the cody's and the and the and the hangman's and these guys that have already some established credibility i just i'm like looking i'm like i was watching like why is cody rhodes going 15 minutes i know he's trying to give some credibility to joey 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 janela and he and joey janela was with them from the ground floor of announcing this so so you don't want to just like dismiss him as a jobber because he's not that but when i think of joey janela i think of like a fun, kind of crazy, gimmicky guy, and he and he does and he, and he has his gimmicky, you know, spring break parties on and matches uh, and events at Mania weekend. Right. I just when looking side by side, and Joey, I hear is a great guy, so I'm not knocking him personally. But when you look at him, put him side by side, tell the tape of Cody Rhodes, I'm just like it shouldn't be this competitive. I just, um, you know, so I so I just I didn't get really that sunken into it for the for an opening match for what's supposed to be on paper this grand night of dynamite. And Matt, what you, you took think? way you took way too long to, to, to talk about that match. Way too long. Just <laughs> say he should have gotten that much ring time with Cody. I get Cody trying to give him the rub here, but not on my time when I'm watching with my TV, watching with my eyeballs. If I'm that short on sound was... bites, things get taken out of context. <laughs> you're you're in politics. You know this. That's a fair point. I just uh, yeah, I, everything he just said, he's correct on. Though, to be fair, he is. Um, but Cody is that giving, right? So, like, the rest of me appreciates that. But, I mean, he's not going to be beating Lance Archer. There's no way in hell he beats Lance Archer for that title, for the TV title, right? The TNT title. So, I don't get why he's making himself go 15 minutes with an under guy. And then, knowing he's going to be doing the J-O-B to Lance, there's going to come a day where this is going to hurt Cody eventually. Paul Myers have an interesting point that at least Cody went 15 minutes with an AEW star like Joey Janela, unlike Omega, who went back and forth with the jobber for that yes, very long time. I, I, I agree with you, Paul Myers. I agree with that comment, Paul, but 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 uh he did not do 15 minutes though, did he? No, it was no, it wasn't quite and that. And I like and I like Joey, believe it or not. Uh, I don't a know fan of Joey. what what's missing with Joey so far. It feels like they have his haven't body, his body, his body. Yeah. Oh, well, well, one, first of all, how they've booked him. Yeah, that's not on him. You can't take a pen and put the paper and just put you in a match versus somebody out of the blue. They've got to do that. Secondly, he's got to get on his body a little bit. He doesn't have to be a body guy, but he can't be skinny fat like that either. Hmm. Um, 
to, to be where he should be. I think he should be higher up. I really do. The dude cuts a good promo. You want to punch him in the face all the time because he's such a heat magnet. Seriously, he's good yeah. at what he does. I like him. And I like how it's on the box. He thinks how creative he is. I, I'm a fan of the guys that do all the extracurricular stuff when they're not in the ring. The YouTube stuff, I, I like that. It shows me how much they love what they do. Um, so I like him. I'm a fan of him, Joey. So Ahmed's got a super chat comment with two pounds saying he's showing us new moves. So are they building up? I'm assuming he's referring to Cody or Joey. I wish I had I an know. answer for that. Um, I think with uh, Joey. Uh, Matt, don't, uh, Matt, don't tell me hold up ever again. But he said, hold on, not hold up. I'm just joking. Yes. What am I going to do? I don't know. I'm just joking. So, and we've learned <laughs> the way to, the way to get him to take a timeout is take a knee, Morgan. You know, you just have this Pavlonian response, like you're back, you know, <laughs> football, looking for your helmet, you know. Uh, anyhow, um, next, next. Cody Jack won that Jones. match. We had the recap of Nyla Rose beating Rio for the AEW World Women's Championship. Clips were shown in action. Uh, also highlighted were Burt Baker and Penelope Ford. So this was sort of an overview with uh, AEW's women's division, talking about Rose's potential contenders, including Hikaru Shida, currently 7-1. and one. Uh, She's the number one contender. Then uh, Tony Schiavone uh, uh, talked about... Um, Talk to Nyla Rose. Rose said she didn't like the video package little, and everyone uh, knows she's the best in the ring. It will always be her. Um, and she sent Tony back to commentary. Then we had Nyla Rose with Kenzie Page. Uh, Kenzie, a young wrestler, um, making her AEW debut. I mean, this was a pure squash. But what did you think of the promo in the match, Matt? Solid. I think everything she does is good. She's really I'm good. I'm being serious. I believe her. I, I think she's incredibly believable. And uh, – She's the new age. I can't believe I'm saying that because that makes me old. But she's the new age Kong. Wow. She is. And and she's a mean you-know-what on the mic. Mm -hmm. I believe her. Yeah, she's believable. And uh, it's actually uh, – I got to give AEW credit. It's, it's amazing the difference just two months has made. I feel like their women's division is in such better condition in terms of, you know, Brits doing interesting things. They got Chris Statland. They actually now are starting to have – uh, yes. a pack of, of, of talents to actually chase down this dominant Nyla Rose. Yeah. Uh, I thought this I, was good. I, I, I wish what's her name? Penelope Ford was a baby face though. I think she, there's money in her as a baby face. I do. Eventually. I thought this was good tonight. And I think that um, Kenzie page is the perfect type of talent. Yes. Uh, to just make Nyla look so dominant because right. Nyla is older. Yes bigger, more powerful. Like this was a very good use of contrast that I actually don't think we see enough of when they use enhancement talent. A lot of times uh, it's not somebody that's just like clearly so different than the dominant force. Yeah. Perfect. This was a perfect uh, executed uh, uh, segment of what it was designed to do. Uh, after that, after Nala won via pinfall, we had MJF with this uh, green screen promo tonight. What'd you guys think of this? I don't think we're getting enough from him. I'm really? being honest. I want more MJF. Like, this was good. This was funny. He's always funny. I just, yeah. I want him on two to three segments every show. It's a two hour show. I deserve it. I want him on two to three segments every night. Yeah, I thought they gave him stuff tonight. I don't know why. I mean, Justin, if he was there in person, good. why did they do this green screen promo? And that was, and that's, that's, that was going to be my point, is uh, the promo was good, but yeah, it was just odd to go from this pre-taped, you know, green screen, virtual virtual green screen set promo, and then he, then all of a sudden he's right there on the in the 
ringside with with Shivani. That that was odd. I, I get it that they wanted to do the ringside thing, and, and the whole point of it was Shivani says, "Oh, you're gonna be taking on Jungle Boy," at, uh, you know, at, I think at Double or Nothing. So like, I get that like that's what they wanted to do, but to have them back to back a pre tape and then a live promo that that's pretty unheard of. But uh, but nonetheless, both of them were good promos. It's just unusual and odd. Yeah, I liked his Burberry uh, uh, face mask. I thought that was a good touch tonight. Yes. Uh, we had a promo, uh, Sean Spears talking about Dustin Rhodes' career being over after the beating he took by Lance Archer. This was uh, talking about Cody uh, building up his match against Archer. Um, and then MJF is going to wrestle next week. And then we had John Moxley versus Frankie Kazarian in a non-title match. Uh, I have to admit. Yeah, this was good. This was yeah. good. Kazarian can go, bro. He, he's always been a great hand. And I'm not saying that in a patronizing tone either. I mean, Kaz has always been able to be good, a great, great worker, great wrestler. Back in the day when he had long hair, I remember I met him in OVW. And I remember being like, this dude's going to be a huge star. Because at the time, he was a little bit bigger in his physique. He had a good body on him. Uh, every girl there at OVW thought he was like the hottest thing ever. Um, so I'm like, he's got both things. He can work in the ring at 100 miles an hour with anybody. Um, his promos were good enough, and he low, he was handsome. So I was like, he's gonna be like a big time deal. I always felt personally. Hmm. If you ever got his break with WWE, and then he gets called up, tells him he's not cutting his hair, and it was just downhill for there. So I was when I got to Impact, I was always very happy uh, to be able to work with him whenever I could. Um, because he he's the whole uh, in my opinion he's the whole package but uh this was perfect for what it was this was a great match for Moxley, a great outing against a very good opponent in my opinion the AEW has done a decent job of establishing as a very formidable wrestler cat you know as seu i thought my opinion i like them they're my friends i didn't expect them to be at this level if i'm just being honest like the first tag team champion i didn't expect any of that I thought they'd yeah. be like in the middle of the card that would always lose and get younger guys over. You know what I mean? So mm. they had, they, he was built up enough where this meant something versus Moxley. I thought this was a really good match. Right length entirely. Um, Justin Ahmed has a uh, super chat question. Wants to know, is double or nothing going to be a pay-per-view without fans? I would guess. Well, based upon that, we saw some fans tonight. Yeah. I, I would have to think that if, uh, if, if there was no issues that came out of tonight, that they will yeah. allow some, um, some number of fans. What I don't know about tonight. And I'd like that person that tweeted us to tell us, do they just let the fans. How come many? In for free? Yeah. Do they let the fans come in for how free or do, or do they charge them? I don't know how many was there, but like I'll you be. You can't charge ten fans. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> it'd be the most, it'd be the most exclusive ticket. What well, would you also, pay? I'd also like to know for double or nothing. You know, I, I think they will allow fans if they did it tonight and they had no. Problem. How many did they have tonight? I don't know, Matt. If you had a guess, can't you see? I think there were maybe twenty people in the audience total tonight. From what we saw when Moxley made his entrance, yes, twenty looked to be about right. Hmm. Did we did we never get a full shot around it? There were some shots I don't, from I don't remember. the only two shots I can remember when Moxie came out. Obviously, the, the camera followed him through the crowd where they had those fans sitting, and then when Brandy threw Britt's shoe, they they followed the shoe, and you could see where the fans were. Now, yeah, I would say twenty to thirty is about what they had. Okay, so yeah, so we shall see. Uh, but no, I thought. This was exactly the right length match with Moxley beating Kazarian. Uh, but after the Dark Order attacked, uh, Brody Lee taking the belt. Um, Dark Order. Dark Order. 
Yeah, so Joe Cronin called him on his podcast. I heard his podcast the other day. Sorry, God. Um, cutting a promo on him. What's he now? An actor, MMA fighter, scared fatherless boy from Cincinnati. Content of this <laughs> promo was good. Um, I don't know. Way, I mean, Brody, Brody Lee is yeah. killing it in this role, in my opinion. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know what other fans think of it. I think he's hysterical generally, especially the, the Vincisms. Um, but I think he does a very good job. I really do. I think the dudes in masks are holding him back, actually, at this point. Oh, yes. like yes. Are you kidding me? This is the definition. I told you this. You guys know what I'm going to say. Of getting some on you. Mm-hmm. He's getting it on him by the buckets with this group because he's better than, than this. But he does. They do provide for good comedy when he's got to do his Vince speeches and stuff like that, right? Sure. Just to berate them and slap them around and stuff. <laughs> But Matt, think about when you were at your most dominant, your most eloquent on the mic, the promos you were cutting, the performances you were giving. If they said, we're going to have five guys in ski masks following you around all the time as like your minions, you'd be like, uh, like, why? Why is this necessary? For sure. But yeah. to be fair, the guys with five ski masks were there first. Uh, I'll s- and they threw him into it. Well, and I'll say this. I think the Dark Order was much more Dork Order before Brody got revealed and when it was just these guys who were having this cult trying to look tough or whatever. Yes. And then when Brody got revealed and, and part of Brody's you know, shtick has been these Vincisms that to have these minions now at least gives them some more context. That it, it's minions for him to belittle and, and execute his, his abuse of power. Well, so what, what, what does it do to Uno? What's his name? Uno. We haven't seen him. I, that's a good yeah. question. Yeah. Okay, what role? What role does he play? Brody, so the, so Brody, uh, if you if you call it a Brody uh, reference, Evil Uno tonight when talking, he's like Evil Uno said, "You're not a reasonable man." I think something was a quote talking to Moxley. So it's kind of like Evil Uno is like his like deputy, like his lieutenant. <laughs> kind yeah. of what it well, feels I like. Get, I, I, yeah, I get that, but it hurts his character, in my opinion, because he is he looks nothing like Brody. Uh, Brody's the boss. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Uno on Twitter when he's tweeting out like it's Wednesday. Mr. Brody Lee, you know what that means. It's just kind of like, I don't know, man. Riding like, coattails. Yeah, it's pretty subservient uh, yeah. at this point. I don't know. It's it's but, not good for Uno. Well, how about let's talk about this? I mean, yeah, Brody's great. Brody looks great. He's good in the ring. And Brody is the man behind Brody Lee is one of the most intelligent people in the rest of the business. He's very well spoken. I'm. I, this is interesting though. So I like him talking more. But this is interesting that, that this quick they're having him against Moxie for the title. Because that makes you quickly go. Yes. All right. What's what's happening there? You're not going to have Brody outright get pinned one, two, three no. this quick. I don't know, dude. He Look at he yeah. win the title either though. So that's yeah. what I mean. So that makes for a very interesting booking decision. If Moxley no sold Hager's uh, super powerful finisher, um, I don't think Brody is is going to come out of this looking like the all dominant, all powerful force. You know, because mm-hmm. I think Hager was like a longer build for uh, a less satisfying payoff as far as his standing goes. I don't know. I mean, we could see uh, what happens. Then we have this uh, Brandy promo talking directly to Jake Roberts about some of the things Lance Archer has done. Um, and then we went into QT Marshall with Brandy Rhodes versus Lance Archer with Jake Roberts. So this match, I mean, went how you think it would with Lance Archer winning via pinfall. But then Jake coming out and putting the snake on Brandy. Which, if you don't know who Jake the Snake is, that sounds very different out of context. Uh, but this was uh, this was kind of a trip, right? I mean, when's the last time Jake was in the ring with the Snake in full-on 
had it slithering around uh, uh, his opponent? The answer would be one of those old school Raws where he showed up uh, surprisingly DDT Dean Ambrose and had the snake on Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, Matt, Matt, how would yeah, you fare if they said you're facing Jake the Snake tonight and the snake's going to crawl all over you? Just got to lay there. True, <laughs> true, true story. We were to have Jake uh, at IWC Wrestling here some years ago at one of our big shows. And the plan was going to be, it was going to be like a big like six-man or eight-man schmaz, and I was going to get the DDT, and I was going to get the snake put in, on me. I, anybody who knows me personally, I am deathly afraid of snakes. I do, I, they have no legs. They move. I am petrified of snakes. But yet, Jake the Snake has always been one of my most favorite wrestlers. It's a weird dichotomy there. And so like, the whole, like for weeks leading up to it, I was like sweating and nerves, but also like jacked with, with like little kid excitement. And then Jake was not able to make the show. And so it didn't happen at all. So all that anxiety just like out of me. Thank you for that last one minute of absolute. That was a great story. I'd rather say my. I'd rather say it this way. It's much meaner. That's a great story. And by the way, Jake the Snake. I saw this on a tweet. Jake the Snake Roberts had a mask on. For all you people doubting masks, Jake the Snake Roberts has been dealing with snakes all all of his life. Had a lot of crazy recreational uh, uh, fun. Nobody thought Jake Roberts would still be alive in 2020. If he can wear uh, a mask, then so can you. So wear a mask. It's true. Um, no, I thought this was, uh, this was, it was cool. I mean, just, but it was, it was like shocking almost in a way. And to have him doing it, uh, uh, to a woman, to Brandy, I thought was, was powerful. Good I mean, heat. Jake, it was good heat. Good heat. This is part of the challenge though, man. It's like, talk, say what you will about, uh, Archer, but man, like Jake's promos have been a plus. Jake doing yep. this tonight. Like when I see Jake and Archer, I'm more excited to see Jake. And that's going to be a problem eventually. Yeah. That's going to be a problem eventually for Archer. Um, but, but I will repeat, it's a good problem to have. So we'll figure it out. What if Archer abruptly turns on Jake and does something devious to Jake? Of course. Yeah. It's weird, man. See, now, Matt, to what you're talking about, I think uh. you could win any fight. But just by having a snake, Jake doesn't even need to wrestle. He just needs to be like, here's my snake. You want to hold my snake? And people will just be backing up, laying down, running out of there. I think he'll win by count out because uh, snakes are terrifying. They are. Yes. Uh, they're like sharks, but on land. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> after this yeah. tonight. Um, so we had Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega in a street fight in the main event. This went to the concourse. There was an ice machine involved, some great interplay between Hardy and Jericho. Um, What'd you think of this this overall? This was great. Actually, this was great. I will say I'll give it to great. And uh, this is great. This was fun. Uh, false count anywhere all over the place using the golf carts. And let's not also forget the debut, the in-ring debut in AEW for Matt Hardy. And we got the three faces of Hardy. You know, we got, we got a broken Matt Hardy. Then we got a throwback Matt Hardy kind of 1999. And then all of a sudden he's Damascus, and, you know, and the last part is he comes out of the ice chest. So just an extra dynamic and layer to see what they're going to let Matt Hardy creatively do. What was the throwback Matt Hardy? I missed. In the middle of the match. He, so uh, in the middle of the match, he had, he was on the outside. He disappeared for a while. Then he popped back up, and he had he was he was looking like Matt Hardy when uh, Michael Hayes managed them. He had the the velvety blue shirt, yeah. and 
which was different than what he came to the ring with his broken mat. Oh, I loved uh, them chasing Sammy Guevara in the golf cart. Yes, great visual. And Sammy, Sammy took a hell of a golf cart bump. Sammy didn't just let it glance him on the thigh. Sammy jumped up into the, the bar that's right around the windshield. Sammy took a, a face bump into that bar and just and catapulted off of it. It was a hell of a bump. I love this. I loved uh, like them with the, the inner circle on the stadium screen at the end uh, after Jericho and Sammy Guevara won. Um, this was just a really fun match, and it's crazy that something like this with no real stakes – uh, but a lot of creativity just, in my opinion, completely overshadowed what we saw yes. in the main event of NXT tonight. So this is smoke and mirrors, bells and whistles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a couple things to address. Oh, I remember I said a reminder for myself. I, I've gotten very nice messages from our fans lately. I don't know if you guys have been getting these as well, uh, but whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, even LinkedIn, and I got a very nice message uh, from someone, uh, a Ramiro Ramirez, on Instagram wanted me to give a shout out or pardon me wanted me to give uh Ryan wanted me to give a shout out to his father Ramiro Ramirez I believe uh uh just wanted me to say hi uh from Ryan and I promised him I would do that so uh Ramiro Ryan says hi Evan Wright has a super chat said uh Jericho versus Pineapple Pete next week I'm ready <laughs> that like that's gotten over Pineapple Pete way over with the crowd Chris will get it over even more lots he's great I mean, Jericho is just uh, at the top of his game right now. Yes, he is. Yes, All he around. is. Did you miss him on commentary tonight? Yes. <laughs> Dude, he's the best on commentary. He is so funny. Yeah. Justin, <laughs> Miss Jericho? Yeah, I, I kind of – yeah, I miss Jericho. But I uh, – because as we said, Jericho kind of got everybody over just when he would mention them on commentary. But I, I kind of – I don't know what the rotation is with their commentators, but I kind of – I prefer Taz to be on commentary. JR is JR, and both Tony Schiavone and Excalibur, they're not, neither of them are bad, but I just think Taz adds – Taz just brings a certain – certain. He, he brings that in-ring element of, of the things that he uses in his commentary. I think that helps the matches get over, helps the guys get over. I wish they would uh, use him more regularly on the, on the commentary desk. Oh, and uh, Darth Steven is saying about Britt Baker going live on her Instagram during the street fight was awesome, yes, seeing her did. perspective of the fight. Yes. I love when they do stuff like that and just make it a little more uh, interactive – different so let's talk about nxt this is i'm almost angry at nxt because i want to be stoked tonight we saw velveteen dream versus adam cole we saw uh killer cross and scarlet uh tonight we saw jerick or we saw uh charlotte versus io shirai uh there was so much tonight this should have been an amazing show and yet it feels almost sort of small i like man i almost want to say it was there and i shouldn't be saying that about what was on paper? Those this matchups. should have been a takeover. Yeah. Like, like especially uh, Charlotte versus Shirai. That was that was a good match. No people there. There are people there. I really don't care. That was a very good match. Um, where it hurt your to be fair to NXT, they had no clue AEW was going to do something like this. Um, yeah. But why can't they be the first? Why are they always waiting? It's like they're always waiting to take that jab first from AEW before jabbing back on every step of the way since AEW has come out. If you notice, it's been until well, it's For this tonight, I'm actually going to say I think there is a little bit of a bias against WWE. And if WWE would have selectively let in 20 fans tonight. Why? Why? Because I think that AEW, and maybe this is the greatest trick they've ever pulled being funded by a billionaire, 
we tend to think of AEW as the underdog. Oh, for sure. The little guy yes. that could yes. with all these yes. indie wrestlers. But, so? but I'm telling you that Vince McMahon, on the other hand, when WWE steps in it, there's, you know, people crawling over each other to sit there and be like, ah, oh, Vince screwed up again. Look at uh, yeah, Moneybag by, McMahon. By letting, by letting 10 people in to take tests and say well, and, and broadcast yeah. that they're doing coronavirus tests. I, I get what Dude, That is the best thing of the AEW thing, in my opinion. That they did uh, instant uh, COVID nineteen testing. I think that's ins- I think that needs to be the highlight, quite frankly. Well, let me tell you, you could have done that. Justin, say what you're going to say because you agree with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I I get what Glenn's <laughs> saying. The, the, AEW is still that cool kid. They they lean in. They, yes, they like, we like, all like 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 yeah. So it, it had if WWE was the first ones to allow even just twenty fans, and even if they tested them, WWE yeah. would have gotten political flack from some from social media social media warriors and justice of like social dare, media warriors you know how, I how don't dare think they do that. It'd be i don't think it'd be any more than this whole state of florida turning it around and saying governor DeSantis just made a special uh uh what do you call it uh when they made wwe a uh what do you call essential it? service an essential service which was not the case he had an entire memorandum of a whole different slew of different businesses and entertainment shows and sports that could then go back but because people wanted to pull wwe out of there and do that to your both of your points they did do that so that in my opinion is much worse Hmm. that 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 attention they got versus letting 10 people in and saying ps we tested them all like that should be a positive story a positive pr story no it it, it, it is people it is but like to your point they did it we heard about it and you said well i hope the tests we're good quality because you said you know there've been problems. Like you had a very nuanced response oh, that was yeah. absolutely correct. If WWE had shot a video and said we got these tests and here's the name brand <clears> of the <throat> test and here's our video of us screening twenty people who we let in and we could have doctors and physicians saying it was good, I guarantee you there'd be people like, oh, did Jerry Kushner? Did Jerry Kushner hook up WWE with these uh, tests from the federal government? And that's that's, How what, do I was, we know? that's, okay. that's what I was getting. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Okay. That Tony Khan's okay. a billionaire, but he doesn't have the he doesn't get drawn to Donald Trump. The way that Vin, it's like Vince, Vince and WWE are at this disadvantage of yes of if they if they get too bold too quick they get hammered. I got you rightly or wrongly. And it really hurt NXT tonight. It really hurt. This killed what should have been an amazing show. So we've got just a couple super it's, chats. I'm sorry. Especially for the debut, I was really excited to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Bordeaux and um, what's his name, Killer Cross. Uh, so just a few housekeeping super chats. Uh, Sumed uh, B saying, why are they not using the term twist of fate instead of calling it a cutter as a copyright issue? If not, could they call it the twist of hate? Twist of hate is a great name. Uh, but no, I'm twist sure. Twist of hate was copyrighted in DNA, I could have sworn. Really? When Jeff Hardy was healed. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's right. Champion. That's right. Uh, Ahmed saying with Alex Galburn naming the moves, the commentary fails. And uh, then Justin Lopez saying for NXT, I have zero interest in the Cruiserweight tournament. I think aside from Drake, I mean, Drake Maverick is the cruiserweight tournament, right? Now. Yes. No question. I, I would not care about it whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, I would have like leaned heavy. I, I would have cared more about Drake Maverick sitting at home tonight, you know, talking about how he hopes he gets his job back more than the matches that we saw tonight, because I think we're all just so invested in what he's got going on. So we started with Johnny Gargano versus Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, Gargano coming out, not to his classic music, this new music, which... I did not like um, this match was okay. It was good. Gargano getting a win, but man, compared to these promos that him and Candice LeRae have been cutting, like, I don't know. I just didn't feel like it really meant anything. 
It didn't. That's why. Yeah. Justin? Change my mind, Justin. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I've seen Johnny Gargano his whole career as a as the Shawn Michaels babyface. So seeing them as this heel, and they're and now they're and they're going all in with he and Candice being heels. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of into it. I, I liked you know him 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 versus Big Man like uh, um, Kovic. I, I was okay with this. This this was one of the better high points for me, especially when I'm looking at it side by side to Cody and Janela. I enjoyed this more. Hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know. I almost could go for more story uh, over just the match tonight, but Gargano getting a win is good. I hope I hope uh, this rebounds next week. We saw a look back at Imperium destroying Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle last week. Um, this uh, went to a promo tonight uh, with Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichner. Uh, they also mentioned uh, Walter and Alexander Wolf, who were stuck overseas. They went on about Riddle and Thatcher. Um so now they're officially challenging them for the NXT tag titles. And then we had a cruiserweight match for the interim cruiserweight title. We had Akira Tozawa versus Jack Gallagher. I still can't get over how different Gallagher looks. I was really surprised he lost tonight to Akira Tozawa. Yeah, I like Jack's yeah. look. I like yeah. The, I like uh, tattoos. And... I, don't, I like his first look better. I like his old shtick better. Um, but good for him for changing it up. Hopefully they do something with him. But uh, that's what um, they really liked Tazawa, though. Like you could tell. Yeah, did Tazawa just get squashed on WWE? On, was it on Raw? Was he in the Gauntlet match? He uh, had some match where he got yeah. sort of beaten handily. Um, anyhow, then we had uh, Z Lee versus Chelsea Green tonight. So Robert Stone coming out doing the introduction. Uh, Aaliyah making an appearance, grabbing Lee's leg. And. Um, then um, when she like, did, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say I like that. It looks like they're adding to Robert Stone's uh, enterprise here. What do you think about Aaliyah, Matt? Yeah, I mean she's Not been much. there now. It feels like forever. Not much. She's there. I don't know. I think this could be good for her um, with Robert Stone. Uh, Chelsea getting a win tonight was good. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens there. We had the promo from Velveteen Dream on Adam Cole, just kind of straightforward. But then, uh, Karrion Cross versus Leon Ruff. What did you think of Karrion and okay, I'm never gonna get used to that? What did you think of Cross and Scarlet, the entrance, Scarlet lip syncing the song? Um, I mean, this was cool, Very it was cool. cool with a crowd, it would have been incredible. Yes, this is where not having a crowd hurt the most, in my opinion. Uh, tonight's show. Yeah, because as soon as that entrance was done, <clears throat> as soon as the music stopped and the lights come up, you would have gotten a this is awesome, a holy shit. There would have been the, the fans would have found some chant of unison. Um, because yeah, the way it looked, the way it sounded, the way that, uh, from TV, the way the camera angles were, um, this was memorable. It was different, and and it made both of them not just the male wrestler, but it made both of them seem like a big deal. Yes, yes. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a while for me to get used to Scarlett's kind of slightly new look, but she looks like a million bucks. I mean, she looks like she could be main roster in contention for the women's championship, like with her poise and uh, just uh, gravitas that she has. Is she, is, she, is she a good wrestler, though? I have no idea. I don't know if she is. 
But the way they presented her tonight, she doesn't need to worry about wrestling right now. She's just a great, she's just a great uh, asset to the entire package. Crazy presentation, yeah. Yeah. Package. Yep. Yes, uh, Stephen Marcucci, four ninety nine, saying NXT doing the show from the parking lot with fans, and also shouting out Excite Bike <laughs> on the yes, nest. That was a great. That was a great game. Excite Bike was great, but it was super repetitive, though. Like if you've played one level of Excite Bike, you've played every level of Excite Bike. I liked Excite Bike. I even used to play it in the arcade, which means you really like something. Oh, on the Verse Ten machine, uh, the the Play Ten, where it was essentially like a Nintendo in the arcade. Remember, you could select from no, ten different games. Yeah, that was one a little bit older, but no, this was by an individual by itself arcade game. Huh. I did not I remember about, that at the at Nutmeg Bowling Alley in Fairfield, Connecticut. Yep. Penny Lini giving me a hard time. Glenn has no idea if she's a wrestler, but she can compete for the belt. I'm sure she has wrestled. What I'm saying is, I don't know if they brought her there to wrestle. But I'm telling you, the look and the way she entered, and I talked about this before with Lana those years back. Remember when Lana came back uh, to challenge for the title? Lana looked like a main event superstar until she started wrestling, and then it was like, oh, no. But before that, she absolutely looked credible. You know? Now, just for the record, they thought the same of Trish Stratus at one point, even though she was a world-renowned, world-famous fitness competitor. Um, wasn't just a cover girl. like She was an athlete. Um, but they thought the same of her. I know I did as a little kid. I didn't think she was like, going to be some good wrestler. I just thought everyone thought that she was this really attractive female, and that was really all, and that was it. And then she went to work with Tom Pritchard, like, religiously over at the tracks uh, uh, building, or ran down building at the time. Uh, every day, and she got really good. So you know what? It, it, having the look is part of it, but today's day and age, you, especially today's day and age with women's wrestlers, you really got to be able to go. And she does have a history of wrestling. She has wrestled uh, in Impact. I, Ring of I, Honor. I, I just, yeah, I, I do. I, I've never seen her. I'm just being honest. I've never seen her wrestle. Yeah, I, I, that's not what people bring up the most about her, uh, which is probably a good thing and a bad thing right i mean it's like but the granted there's some wrestlers where we talk about their promos we talk about their charisma we talk about how funny yeah. they are there's actually but probably she has, yeah she has that it factor let's be very clear though her walking out singing along sounds like a small thing if you see it on paper no she screams star you yeah. know i see her on impact doing stupid goofy stuff with was it disco inferno or something like that or some other silly <laughs> stuff they had her do she still screams star uh, Bernie DC is saying Scarlett was MCW TV champ down here in Maryland. She's decent. We'll get uh, better under the WWE umbrella. So there you go. And MCW, MCW is a good company. Yeah. It's a very legitimate company. Yeah. Uh, Mar- I always appreciated MCW. Shout out to Maryland. Maryland Championship Wrestling has been around for a long time. And they've had a lot of, I mean, Maryland Championship Wrestling was where Velveteen Dream cut his teeth at, you know, uh, the segue us here. But uh, yeah, MCW is a solid promotion. Well, King Kia 864 is talking about the build a track and excite bike. I'd forgotten about that. I remember not being able to uh, save it, like spending all this time building tracks. And I don't think there was a save function. I remember being very bummed out about that. Uh, I don't remember this. uh, And then uh, Brandon Hall, $2 shouting out, like RC Pro-Am. Hell yes, RC Pro-Am. Yes, yes. Big time, yes. Was that one of the first four-player games when you could use like the the tap to like have uh, four controllers hooked up at once? I believe so, but RC Pro-Am was awesome. Yeah. Justin, you don't know how spoiled you were. When we grew up, you could only hook up two joysticks to the console. You had to buy a special <laughs> adapter to hook up four. None of this Bluetooth technology like these kids have today. 
I will say, like I said, we had a Nintendo. Sega Genesis was what I first remember. I remember when the very first PlayStation came out. Oh, that yes. seemed mind blowing. Like games like Vigilante Eight, where it was eight different crazy cars that had different guns and weapons, and 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 the, the first WWE Raw is War Warzone game that came out. Like it had Pyro. PlayStation's what really blew my mind. Like in the, in the late nineties, that first PlayStation game. Yeah, Star Wars was my first game on that PlayStation, and I remember just being like. It's just like a movie. I was trying yeah. to tell you, like, yeah. Friends. yeah. Do you ever look at those games now? Because I, when I was a video game journalist covering it, it always used to be like, this is like watching sports on TV. And now you look at those games and you're like, this does not look like watching sports on TV. At the time, it didn't even. It's just all we knew, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, anyhow, um, Brandon, you don't have to give $2 just to say yes, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Raj Geary appreciate Raj Geary uh, complaining the other night. Well, happy that the golf course is open, but he can't go to the clubhouse as his country club because that's shut down. So Raj Geary, thanks you for that two dollars. Yeah, Brandon Hall, you're just helping Raj Geary's country club dues. Yes. Real quick, the best baseball game in our childhood of all time at the time was Baseball Stars. Yeah. With with the Japanese player last name Oh, he was like the home run champ in <laughs> Japan. Dude, he hits a home run every time at bat. You guys got to go look it up. Baseball stars, the best baseball game ever. I believe oh, it came out on Neo. I think it came out on Neo Geo when we got a little bit older. They got after Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SNK's uh, system where it was actually the arcade machine that you could have at home, but it was like five hundred dollars, and games were two hundred dollars. Oh yeah, I yeah, I obviously I didn't have it. My friends did. Yeah. Yeah, Samurai Showdown was the shit on that. Uh, mm -hmm. Anyhow, um, so Carrying Cross, of course, won that match tonight. Then we had the title match. Oh, we had uh, Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher um, just responding to the challenge uh, from Imperium. And then we had the NXT Women's title match, Io Shirai versus Charlotte Flair. So this ended in DQ, which is kind of crazy. Now, uh, the one fan who I've talked about before who loves to DM me to talk about Liv Morgan saying he just couldn't believe that <laughs> Io Shirai got a DQ, but, but Liv Morgan lost clean on Monday Night Raw. Um, I wanted more from this Stop. Match. Stop putting him over for DMing you about Liv Morgan because now he's just going to continue. It's just, um, it's just unique because of all the things people DM me about. I got a great DM the other day. Someone wants to talk about Funko Pops. People will keep telling me about this Goonies reunion. And I'm like, Glenn, yeah, I know. I saw it. Glenn. Yeah. After you talked about the guy who takes Blue Chew and beats it off, close <laughs> your DMs. Close your DMs. You have to follow. So, I, you have to, I have to be following you for you to DM me. Close your DMs. Oh, it's safer that's for you. a good point. That's I get point nice messages and even the live morgan guy is very nice i get very nice messages from our fans so all right really quick what was your question though about this match you asked me something oh about uh io shirai and charlotte like i was expecting was more from this though oh i like i dug it I, I do i i she is growing on me more and more and shirai i mean i love charlotte obviously but uh shirai i, I i'm growing much more on me. but why did charlotte need to grab a kendo stick an attacker and get DQ'd with that. That part just didn't make sense. Does it not help protect Shariah from losing cleanly? Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know that it helps Charlotte though either. I, I, looked, um, I looked at it as the champion just using, using desperation and playing off the champion's rules where she has to be beat. She doesn't have to beat her. It was kind of a desperation. And, and, move. Yeah, and Charlotte, and Charlotte, Charlotte, she's not getting over here by any stretch of the imagination versus these girls. She's Charlotte Flair. She's already up there. She's there. These are to get these other girls even more over and give us better matches, maybe. 
or whatever it is and why she's there to begin with. Well, but then here's the weird part. So after Charlotte's attacking EO and then Rhea Ripley comes and makes the save, this is the first time we've seen her in a month now since losing yes. the title at WrestleMania. Why not just have Rhea Ripley interfere and have it be a DQ that way? I don't know. It just like it. It's not the individual could, parts I have an issue with. It's the order that they happened in. Can I tell you why? Because then you lose your confrontation between Charlotte Flair and her, who we've not seen in a month. Yeah. Okay. You lose that. You lose that picture. That that that, that visual. Um, I don't know. I'm trying. <laughs> Ah, okay. So, M. Kennedy, I'm not reading that super chat. It's funny, uh, but thank you. Thank you for the buck 99. Uh, Michael Sachs Jr. Uh, said, glad you're better, Matt. Remember Nintendo handheld. I'm assuming he's talking about the Game Boy, which... Uh, oh, Game Boy. I had Game Boy. I had Game Boy, yeah. How many games did you own on the Game Boy that weren't Tetris, though? No, I was just going to say, I was all about Tetris. That's it. That's I, all I played on. I had a Paperboy game, the game Paperboy. The game Paperboy. <laughs> uh, I think it was like a, I think it was like a Zelda game that I had on there as well. Yeah, the Zelda game I, was intense. I, I didn't like the black and white crap. I did not like it. So Tetris was all I would play on. That's Keith Robinson, uh, four ninety nine, pointing out. Speaking of Atari, do an internet, uh, do a search for Internet Arcade. There's eleven hundred old school coin op games available from seventy nineties. It's amazing. I will check that out. Um, I've been. I got a bit. We almost bought a cocktail, Ms. Pac Man. I really wanted one of those sit down machines, but I was going to hack it so we could yes. play other games. You know? What uh, other games? Well, I was going to put an emulator on it so that way I could play everything. I mean, I, I put it on my Chromebook. So I've been playing Wait, like Paperboy. Yeah. When you say you said sit down, like tabletop. So it's like an old school arcade one, but the ones with the. Um, you could put like your drink on it and stuff like that. Yeah. The Ms. Pac-Man machine, but I was going to hack So how hack would it. it know to go to from Ms. Pac-Man to go to some other game? How would it know to do that? So you get a little, well, I would replace the computer in there. Um, you get a thing, it's called a Raspberry Pi. It's like a little $50 computer you can buy. Right. It's just like a dedicated little microcomputer. You put a card in it and you can install something called MAME on it, which I talked about a few weeks ago. And that can emulate thousands of old arcade games. You can find the ROMs online and load it on there. And then it's got a menu select. You can just play it. I've been using that on my Chromebook. I've been playing Paperboy, 720, Ms. Pac-Man, uh, Street Fighter 2, like just all these old games. So, uh, yeah, I, I love is it. the real versions of those games? Yeah, dude, it's the actual arcade program. It's the actual arcade files that you're running on this cool. emulator. That's pretty cool. Yes, when the Glenn, quarantine is oh, Glenn, you're on a different level. I was going to say, Matt, when this quarantine is lifted, when the society uh -huh. is returned to normal, uh, I, I will, I will, uh, I will come to your house when it happens. The next time there's an event in Florida, I will show you how to set this up, so you can just play like all these old games. It's really easy and it costs almost nothing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you. Yeah, Glenn, when all the or Matt, when all the bands are lifted, can we all just travel to Longwood? Can we just do this podcast one Wednesday <laughs> night, all just at, at, at your truck? Uh, yes, yes, that'd be fun. Absolutely, <laughs> be great. Uh, Brandon, I'll set, up, I'll set up a tent in the backyard. Your wife will never know I'm there. <laughs> okay brandon hall just naming games now king of the ring on game boy uh yeah game boy game boy was tough because um tetris was so good like you almost yes. didn't need any other game boy games aside from tetris you know you play forever it was such a good game i love tetris yeah yeah and it never got old but you got the thing where you play it and then you close your eyes and you see tetris when you close your eyes no You've never had that happen. 
And let me tell you, and I played it forever. Even in college, we went and bought an old busted Nintendo just to buy Tetris for it. And that was a big thing between me and my wife. We would play that all day, all night on the weekends. Wow. So you never got Tetrisized. Interesting. No. I feel like I'm being like left out because I played that a lot. Yeah, it's a thing. Look it up. Um, does anybody else when I'm when I'm packing the the trunk full or the hatch full of luggage and Christmas presents on a road trip? Does anybody else think of Tetris? Because that's total Tetris for me when I'm trying to fit everything for two kids oh, and a dog sure. and a wife or moving, moving yeah. in a truck, U-Haul truck. Absolutely. There was a Tetris knock knockoff called Boxel, <clears throat> and Boxel yep. you played a guy that yep. just had to move boxes in a warehouse. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, it was like the most like jankiest game. Um, yeah, there were a lot of bad Tetris. Uh, remember Genesis had columns where we were like matching colors. Yes, I fell for it. I bought it like an idiot. It was not the same. There was clacks. Um, there were a lot of Tetris articles. <laughs> Anyhow, um, we had this interim cruiserweight title match, Kushida versus Jake Atlas. Pretty easily, Kushida won this. Uh, yeah, I like Jake Atlas. I like Kushida, but yeah. Like a, Drake is really why I'm into the tournament. Um, let's talk about Finn Balor coming out to the perch, taking the mic, and uh, just talking about pushes tonight, talking about squashes. Um, it's kind of a different promo from him. What did he say exactly? I don't, I'm not remembering it. I was talking about getting the big push, but when you're in the ring with uh, the Prince, uh, the push you're expecting won't be a push, it'll be a squash. Ooh. <laughs> it hasn't been better than that. I got to go back and rewatch it because I, I, my kid was probably yelling at the time or something. I don't remember it. And then Cameron Grimes versus Denzel Dujanay. Uh Cameron Grimes winning that match easily and then cutting a promo. First off, why, why did it take this long for Grime Time to be a thing? Like Grime Time should have been, that should have been his gimmick yes. week one. That is gold. <laughs> It should have been. I agree. So he was talking trash about Finn Balor. Finn Balor came out. Um, Grimes slapped him in the face, went on the attack. Balor took him down and stomped him, hit a sling blade. Grimes retreated uh, and then made his Balor made his exit after a stare down. Um, so we will see more of them soon, I'm sure. Uh, but then we had the uh, – oh, yeah, next week we're going to have Balor versus Grimes. It was confirmed after the commercial. And then we had the NXT title match, Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole. This could have been a takeover main event. I felt that this was just kind of nothing, right? I mean, Dream's entrance this was is, okay. That's because this match – well, first, who won the match? Tell the fans really quick. Well, Adam Cole won, but Dexter Loomis came out uh, to stop mm-hmm. Undisputed Era, to stop Strong and Fish. And uh, okay. then Dream had the win, but of course the ref was knocked out at the time. Yeah. And then when the ref came to, Cole got it back and got the win. So you get a visual victory for uh, your baby face, technically. Yes. Um, if I had a dime for every time I beat a Jeff Hardy or Ken Anderson or something like that for the TNA title, I'd be a zillionaire. Um, and I always tell the booker, I'm like, it's not the same thing. Like, oh, it's a visual victory, visual victory. I'm like, dude, victory. Oh, come on. You had a 10 count. I'm like, that's such a marquee thing to say. Um, <laughs> you know, like, seriously. Oh, well, hey, I call my wife from Impact. I go, hey, honey, did you hear that? Like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not winning. Well, then why are you calling me? Well, no, you don't understand. I, I, I'm going to knock Jeff Hardy out with the carbon footprint. The referee's going to be knocked out, but I'm going to pin him for 10 seconds. So technically, I won three, three and one third times, technically. <laughs> no, no. So, 
Anyways, just want to get that out there. Um, <laughs> but it's called a visual victory for it's to protect baby faces as well. Um, but nonetheless, this was a good match. This was a good match. But this is again a great example of why we need fans. This because these fans would have been losing their bleep during this match tonight. Yeah, this just felt like an afterthought. Yeah, it did. And again, uh, if you're if you're one of the people that's doing like we we're doing, if you're trying to watch every, both things that's live. Cool. Uh, you know, it just, it, yeah, it, I don't know. It just didn't hold up next to, next to no. what AEW was given. Because um, they were they were all over the concourse by the time this match was on. They were like going all over the place. Remember, like this was hard to stay dialed in on. I'm gonna watch it again because I know it was better than what I watched. Yeah, and, and now you know Adam Cole's still champion, and now it makes you kind of go, all right, well, now what? Because I think for a while there, you kind of thought if you were. Yeah, your armchair booking the dream would be the one to take the title off of Cole, and they're still going to be there. That's okay, they're going to still be there. I have a feeling they're just waiting for the fans to come back to the shows eventually, get things back going again, and then go there. Because, I mean, yeah, it has to, right? I mean, uh, yeah, I just new acts out there on the main roster. I hate skate main roster, but you know what I mean. This felt very much tonight like NXT is in a holding pa- pattern right now. And just, yes. Yes. Which is a shame. I think AEW having double or nothing coming up in a few weeks is very good for them. It gives them a big event to build towards. Right. We have no clue when we're going to have the next takeover. And yeah. I think until we know that, um, there's not going to be real momentum towards NXT. You're correct. Yeah. Which is a shame because... Uh, on paper tonight, I thought tonight was going to be like a takeover. This really felt like a dress rehearsal compared to what AEW put on tonight. It also felt like a lot of matches. They have a lot. If you look at it on paper, NXT does give us more matches, it feels like. But they're not nonsensical, but like I don't care about them. I don't, well, I don't know why. Well, and, and just, as we're, just as we're seeing with Raw and SmackDown, they're trying to fill some of this time on Raw and SmackDown you know, the first hour of Raw, gauntlet match, and they're, they're trying to fill it with more headlocks and takedowns. And look, it, yes. that's, not, that's not that's not, that's not not going to do it. it. I don't give a damn about having all these matches if it's Get people it. that I don't care about or people that you haven't established yet. You know, Get us I, out of these places, though. No, even if you did, though. Get us out of the fact that there's no fans there. AEW is still putting on matches, but yeah. if you watch, they're doing it in a very creative way where they're doing all these other different segments that you don't need to have fans there for. They're doing much more of that type of booking. I don't understand why, and I have to give props to Raj because he tweeted something similar to this. Don't. I don't. No, take it back. Take it back. <laughs> Raj never tweeted anything like this. Um, Raj, you get no props for this. No props, Raj. Any any super chat that comes off this comment comes to me. I don't know why yes. WWE is not. You know, look, use who you have. So you have Paul Heyman at these tapings because he he he's the executive <clears throat> director. Raw. You have Triple H. You have Vince. Shoot things. Show them in the war room. Have a storyline arguing over who gets yeah. this push, who gets to be in the gauntlet, because that's what fans will believe, because they know that Paul Heyman actually has some power. They know Triple H actually has power. They know Vince is Vince. Yeah. So if you were to shoot just little pre-tape things like that, that would go, if you make a reality show out of... How do you do that, though? Then how do you get back... The, I know. The, I, listen, I'm not stupid. I know the cat's out of the bag. It's a work. I get that. But to go that deep into it and just show like how the whole show's written... You could do that on a separate show for for for, for the, the network. Mm. I could see, but to put it on their flagship shows, then do it do it with this? all do it with all three of those guys playing their characters. And what I mean by that, Matt, have yeah. Paul have Paul Heyman 
you know, enter, you know, have Vince, in the, you know, Vince in the war room is what we know happens. And then have have Triple H come in there and say, you know, Vince, you know, we got this gauntlet tonight. These two guys, they were recently in NXT, and I can vouch for them. And Vince is thinking. And then Paul Heyman comes in, and Paul Heyman, who we know has actual creative power, but in storyline, yep. he's just he's just Brock's advocate. Have Paul come in and say, you know what? None of this matters who you put in because eventually my my client will be back. He'll regain this title. So you can throw whatever chumps you want. You can still play the storyline, but in reality, the fans would react a whole lot better because they know that you, these yeah. are actual major players. Make a reality show out of what is going on. You are in yeah. the performance center with no fans because of the situation. You don't have to say coronavirus. You don't have to say we have no fans, but you can do a lot of things that will at least lean in. That's what AEW does. AEW is acknowledging these are strange times. And so they kind of acknowledge that in a weird way. And it makes what AEW is doing, it makes them having fans seem okay because it's almost like they are listening to the conscious. WWE feels like is not necessarily listening. They are operating in their own world, not commenting at the times. And, mm, you know, and, and, and Glenn, that goes to the news topic. I'll put the one news <clears> topic. <throat> uh, Matt, I don't know if you saw this. You can go to Wrestling Inc. and get the full scoop. Once again, here's the headline. I'm not talking about just non-holiday. I'm talking about for the F ever, for the last 25 <laughs> years. This past Monday's Raw did the worst viewership ever. Ever. Did you know this, Glenn? Glenn did you know this? I did. I saw this online. Let me say it one more time. Let me get it to you again. The worst viewership ever when everybody is sitting home. <laughs> Think about With this. guns to head, forced to watch TV right now. Yes. This past week's Raw set a new record doing what and I, I, I Matt I know you like the ratings way yeah. but this is what it is they did it they drew an average of 1.6 million okay this is seven percent down from the week prior that was 1.8 that was also a new low at the time um this was the worst the lowest and worst hour two and hour three viewership ever Think wait so I I, I I wanted to I wanted to put this in the proper context is this the lowest WWE rating for any SmackDown in Raw or just Raw? I think it's just Raw. Right? This Raw is what we have. I and think some holiday SmackDowns maybe did. And your rating, your rating for yeah. the 18 to 49 uh, demo was a uh, 0.46, which that is also the lowest I've ever seen. I'm looking right now, I'm looking at the entire ratings for Monday uh, of, this, of, this, of this year. The next lowest after that point four six was the week prior at point five one. Wow. You're making, so, how rude of Glenn to yawn in the middle of your big moment there. Your big news breaking moment right there. You just took it from me. Um, no, it's huge. <laughs> Wait, so you farted on my heel turn there, Glenn. Seriously. That was your heel turn? That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, l- listen, that was that's terrible news, obviously, but what I don't understand, though, is, you know, they're not going to do anything different. They're not going to change anything. So what are you hearing, Just I've been seeing these rumors on, I know Vince is there, but he's in a bad mood and he's not really engaged. Like, what's going on right now? Because this doesn't feel like even Vince rubbing his 70-year-old man stench over everything. This just feels like, (laughs) I mean, this just feels like technically we were putting on a TV show and fulfilling the terms of our contract. Like, it feels like this is literally the bare minimum. We're not even getting Vince's quote-unquote good shit at well, this he, point. He, here's what I have the problem with. You know, they're eating up a lot of... You know, I have When they released, had those few weeks there in April where they were doing it live, because from our understanding, Vince was concerned if he wasn't live, 
that Fox and USA could 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 renege on some deals. But now that we know that that's not the case, and they have said it can be taped, we just need original content. So mm-hmm. now that they're on this thing where WWE's doing live one week, tape the other week, the fact that they're able to do taped and you have seven days to do to do uh, the one thing that WWE's done that's worked in this entire ta- terrible pandemic is when they've gotten creative with pre-taped things, mm-hmm. and hopefully they do it. This Sunday with the Money they in the Bank to. matches. They uh, need well, to. I will say this. Interesting about them. And I think all three of us will be together Sunday night. Um, it Vince was the one who, you know, Vince was not there present doing the Boneyard match. Vince was not there present doing the Firefly Funhouse match. He, we have it on confirmation that he was the one there overseeing the Money in the Bank and, and Titan Tower. So this Sunday night will be interesting to see how does Vince's touch on this pre-tape cinematic world go. This better me the most insane shit that crazy old bastards ever thought of. I, I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of Vince toilet humor. I, I feel like we're going to have two guys fighting in the bathroom and somebody's going to be dropping a huge deuce in the in the, in the, in the stall. Um, it, like, but they're just rolling out people that, that, that you know, I mean, Zelina Vega is doing a great job as a mouthpiece and as a, as, as a, as a steel, uh, a heel stable leader. She's doing a great job, but, you know, half the people she's leading in her group I don't care about. It. I don't know enough about. You know, WWE's just trying to again roll out match, 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 and fill time. You know, and it's just it doesn't it doesn't matter. None of it matters. That's none of it matters. I mean, I do predict though. This is probably driving Vince crazy. Not having fans, I would not be surprised in the, in the coming months. Not whether it's in Florida, New York, Connecticut, somewhere. I could see Vince finding some venue where he makes it his new TV home and has. 500 fans whether they're tested or whatever the case may be i i feel vince will do whatever he has to do to get a controlled environment to have fans right. maybe he pays 500 actors maybe he goes to a <laughs> to a sag no seriously it has it has just plants has just a studio audience that claps when they need to clap and boo when they need to boo it's his dream and they, and they wear wb merchandise and they wear the wb themed uh mask that, that is his about. dream but i don't care i'll take that isn't that wait, wait a minute isn't that what nxt is though well they're not plants isn't fans, that, is, but they act like that you're right no they act like that so I think whether it's he, the PC is not built for it, and so, but I, I whether it's in Florida, state of New York, Connecticut, or somewhere where he can get the government's backing, I can see him locking a venue down for the foreseeable future TV. That's where they do all TV. Yeah. It looks more traditional, and he can get some, even a couple hundred fans. They like NXT, and because I think this is driving him nuts, not having not having any sure. live. Yes, Tammy's saying, uh, of course, ratings are low. Humberto versus AJ for the 36th time in Street Profits versus Vikings for the 40th time. Nothing new with no crowd. I mean, Monday night show was rough, Justin. I see why you didn't get out of bed to come on here and talk about this uh, Monday night. That was a really boring show. Justin, tell everybody what was happening. Oh, I got the 1045 text from Raj. Hey, Matt's sick. Can you come to the podcast? And I was already... Uh, comfortable in my bed, sipping a cocktail. I said, "Hell no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not coming on." I got an early morning Tuesday morning meeting on Zoom. Uh, I'm, I'm not messing up the good time feels that I got here in uh, Casa de la Bar. <laughs> You're like, what percentage am I getting in those super chats, Raj? Right. You know? Yeah, right. Making it all work. Uh, so there you have it, folks. Oh, do we have anything else? I feel like no. Friday was so epic. I'm still in the shadow. If you didn't listen to Friday night's podcast, go back and listen to Friday night's podcast. SmackDown wasn't great, but I would say that the podcast we did Friday night's one of the best we've ever done. Yeah, I think we always do. I think we always do, even when the shows stink. And we'll do it again this Friday, and then we'll do it again Sunday night for Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Yeah. Oh, like, I think if Money in the Bank doesn't deliver, like, this is it. Like their ratings are just going to just go off a cliff at that point. 
And I think it will have no effect. Honestly, you want to know why? Because Money in the Bank could be great. I hope it is. I think it's going to be. But then Monday night, it's over with. Yep. Like, oh. We're not going to see anything from it. There, yeah, Ryan L. Like, saying, will Orton and Edge increase ratings for Raw? I don't think so at this point. Well, um, a little bit. Well, yeah. they did not specify Orton and Edge's appearance of whether or not it's an appearance. Is it a re- for all we know, they could be showing the WrestleMania match of Orton and Edge again. <laughs> that would be so, okay. Well, so. well, hang on. I disagree. I think that would actually get more people than one point, whatever that was. Remember how long that in. match was? Do you want to watch that match again? That was like I did not minutes. like it. I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of it. All right. I know uh, a lot of people loved it. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. So he's at Justin Labar. So, he's at he's at BP Matt Morgan. You want to do the outro, Matt? You take us home tonight. Folks, we had an amazing time here on Wrestling Inc. Podcast, right? Do I even say yes. that? Uh, the Wrestling Inc. Podcast with Justin Labar. Wait, no, hang on. For Justin Labar and Glenn, Glenn Rubenstein, I am Matt Morgan. He's a pro. How's that, how's that for a sign out? <laughs> Not everyone. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.